Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. Bada bing, bada boom, what up out there? (laughs) Podcast land. I like it. I like the new intro. How y'all doing? You just never know what's going to come out of his mouth. I though. love just it. Saying. I know, right? Just How saying. How y'all hey. doing? Hey, hey. Dan? It's you like when. Speak or you, I mean, oh, I, I, I am sound, well. I am doing okay. You sound like a caveman <laughs> over there. Ooga, <laughs> ooga. Uh, no, I was just making sure I had oh, unmuted one of everybody. My favorite cartoons back in the day. Captain, Captain Caveman. Caveman! Yes! <laughs> Yes. Did you ever watch that moment? I don't think I did. Oh, Part of God. Hanna-Barbera, that whole thing. Oh, the yeah. whole deal, bro. You oh. never watched Captain Caveman? I do not have a recollection <laughs> of it, so. And kids I, these days don't know what they're missing, <laughs> let me tell you. I mean, I, I, I don't Basically where it. I learn how to no. interact with people. Exactly, man. <laughs> so, anyway, I'm Hank Meadows, lead pastor of Marion Baptist Church. I got my home slice, Miss Mona. Hey, hey. What's up, bud? Hey. And I got my main man over there. The bean of the board. Greetings. The jack-o'-lantern looking guy. <laughs> jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> I'm, I'm round and missing teeth. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Have triangular eyes. <laughs> if, no one ever, if no one ever saw a picture of you, Dave, they not? only went by my description. I'll, that's going to be our next contest. <laughs> They have to draw me based draw only on description. Solely upon what I've done. Exactly. That would... Oh my, oh. What pictures we would get. I, I, got I would love that. Oh. I would love that. That is beautiful. So, hey, guys. Did, did we make your incident go crazy? <laughs> my, my pump's going nuts. It's time to go. Let's roll. Oh. Oh. So, hey. So, we've dropped um, our last... Um, thing about me so we're, we're yeah. done with that and all three of us now say praise sure. the yes, lord yes i don't know what made me think about doing that <laughs> but let's just say i i never want to do that again it's a one and done if anybody wants to hear it they can go back and listen we'll never that's do it right. again exactly. that's right exactly so but hey, it was good everybody got to know you i had some comments about huh. you guys <laughs> <laughs> old triangle eyes over there <laughs> oh my lord <laughs> <laughs> oh, now he's tickled and he's like, I was about to say, I can't, I can't get tickled. Oh, oh man. it's too late. He's already tickled. It's, it's done. <laughs> Good grief. I'm sorry. Oh, so anyway, oh. we are going to start, and I threw this out, and everybody caught it, but Dan <laughs> translated me and Mona. Dan. No, I called well, it and then let it go because yeah, I, I have no, no memory well, whatsoever. And like then freaked Dundee. out. Yeah, Mona. Okay, then Mona goes, Well, I didn't know where it was done deal. Okay, so we're going to go through the. My oh. plan is to go through every minor prophet. Now, number one, they are called minor prophets not because their message is any less relevant, any less biblical, any less important. Any less anything. They're literally called minor prophets for one reason. Their books are short. Hmm. Are not Hose- because they were children. Not because they were children. <laughs> Although Hosea is not that short, but it's just eleven. You compare it to the other 
if I, yes, compared to Jeremiah and uh, yeah. Isaiah, yes, if I, I can read it in between the time I texted you guys in a panic and now it's short. <laughs> yeah, I mean Hosea is the longest one, I believe. I, I, Zechariah is probably Zeph- I Zechariah. I think Zephaniah is only three chapters, but Zechariah I think is um, ten. So it's right, but it's still it's called literally. That's why they're called the minor prophets because mm-hmm. they were shorter. So Dan, I want you though. I told you I was going to do oh, this. Gosh. I want you to describe the book of Hosea <laughs> okay. as you, and, it, and I'm, let me just warn you, as, if you do not do it as you did prior to us going live, I will call you all out. Right, let, let me give just a little little backstory. So I had read parts of, of the book, but I had not read it in its entirety in one sitting before. And so I came in and I told you, I was like, it's a roller coaster ride because it, it, it's so... Some parts are so rough, and it's like, ah! And then other parts are like, oh, that's right. And this, ah! So it was just, it was a complete roller coaster. My afternoon has been completely disrupted due to this book of the Bible. And if you've so. never read this book, that is the truth. I mean, it's very true. I mean, you're, you're, when God tells you to go marry a woman of the evening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to make an example, God, isn't there anybody else? That I there are a couple of verses I had to read two or three times. Yeah. Like, is that really? What? Oh, okay. I mean, you there, know, there you I go. mean, I, you know, this is another guy I want to see in heaven go. So, how did you feel? Also, when God said, "Don't use scripture from this book to choose baby names." Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. That you get in trouble. Yeah. So anyway, so here was the assignment, and it's for the rest of the time until I I am ready to jump somewhere else. Um, I said pick out a passage so we we cannot spend. Well, I say we can't. We can do whatever we want to. It's our podcast. That's right. Um, pick out a part of it, and we're going to discuss it. So, okay, we're going to start with mine because mine comes first. Okay. You're not in chapter one, are you? No. You're you're doing chapter six. I'm doing the. No, very you're doing the very end. Dan's doing ten. ten. I'm in ten. We're skipping actually four. six. <laughs> um, and if we have time, maybe we no. No, we're not. Anyway, so chapter two, I just love this. Um, in chapter two, starting at verse fourteen, and and because it's it, it this, and here's why I I love the book of Hosea, but and I love this passage. At one point, when I was going through a really difficult time mm. in my ministry, I read this, mm. and. Just listen to what it says. Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness. Okay. I'm going to bring her to the wilderness. Right. Not to the lush land. Right. I'm bringing her to the wilderness. Now, wilderness is always a picture of being out there a little mm. bit. You know, you're you're a, sort of, a, it's a picture of possibly, except for right here, being out of the will of the Lord in a sense. Right. So I'm going to bring you into that. And speak tenderly to her. And there I will give her the vineyards. What? Wait a minute. You're going to take me to the wilderness. Pretty big contrast there, yeah. Give me a vineyard. And you're going to grow a vineyard. That's not the usual place for a vineyard. Right. And make the valley of Acor. The word Acor there means trouble. Listen to this. A door of hope. Mm-hmm. And there she shall answer. That word answer means sing. Hmm. As in the days of her youth, as at the time when she came out of the land of Egypt. 
Mother, would you pray real quick? Yep. We didn't do that at the beginning. <laughs> and because and it just hit me and we need to there's a lot here, y'all. I'm mm-hmm. telling you. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Heavenly Father, I just um again thank you for the opportunity to be here and to be able to open your word and speak about it with each other, but um, for those who are listening also. And so I pray that you would guide our conversation so that we would rightly handle your word of truth. And we thank you for the truths that are in Hosea that often aren't read, often aren't studied. And so I pray that you would um, give us understanding and give us um, the knowledge that we need to share it. And so we just thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, and here's what sort of what I want to do, because I know you're in chapter, you're the end, and Dan's in chapter 10, but we don't know the exact passages. So when you hear what I just read, what does it, what does it say? What do you get? What picture is formed? Well, it makes me, I mean, there's a reason why I picked at the end of the book, but I almost picked chapter six, and so it kind of makes me want to go back to chapter <laughs> six, because... There's so much kind of like Dan was kind of saying it with his roller coaster thing <laughs> that there's all this like judgment and um, angst, but then there's also these beautiful passages mm-hmm. about God's mercy and his love for them. And, um, and so this is, and there's so much that yes, there's a lot of judgment and despair, but there's hope. There's always hope. And so this is one of those times where you read that. Mm-hmm. And it is a huge contrast, but it's also the the two t- kind of terms that, that come to mind when I was listening to this was um, transformation, hmm. because again you're you're going like you were saying in the wilderness you get this kind of desolate you know picture, and then there's a vineyard. Right. And there's, glad you used that yeah. word because yeah. the, another translation of that word wilderness is desert. Yeah. And then also. <laughs> um, it points to wait. Dan is the the guy with the voices today. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I got fired up after reading this. Uh, and then it, it shows God's ability to sustain. So you know, when you're in those places where and, and His ability with that combination, His ability to to transform and sustain, it, it really shows. Like we've talked about, God using what what the world essentially, you know sees for evil for his glory and his good right. yeah. and so we see a picture of that yeah um i, I just wrote i want to by the way you know I, I have little notes written i said who grows a vineyard in the desert right and then i wrote dot 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 god right <laughs> yeah. right but really when, when, and i'm just gonna give it and then we're gonna move on i don't want to spend but so much time on anyone there's two main truths that i get out of this we need the wilderness to bring out in us what is enduring. Mm. Mm. Right. To bring out that thing that's in you that can only be satisfied with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really what desert times and wilderness times are all about, is that when you get out there and you have nothing, mm-hmm. it, it's that it's that whole saving. God can bring beauty from ashes. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's really what Hosea is, is a lot about, is, is this yep. thought of God can take what is so dry and so nothing. Lifeless, yeah. And bring about this enduring hope mm-hmm. that you talked about. Right, right. And then the second thing is, I said, oh, this is, I, I obviously stole this from somebody. <laughs> God hides the pools of refreshing and restoring in the hard places. Mm. I'm telling you, I stole that from somebody. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know who. <laughs> God hides the pools of refreshing and restoring in the hard places. Mm-hmm. And it'll make you, and, and, and so he talks about all that. I, I, and I mean, this whole just little, I really want to write a sermon on this. I mean, he, he tells you you're in the wilderness, but he'll give you a vineyard. There's a valley of acre, which is the valley of trouble. And then I'm going to sing when I'm there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you give me somebody else that can help you to sing right. when you're in deep, yeah. dark depression. Right. right. Well, and it also it makes me think about, and we've talked about it before, but that when we get into those places, when we find ourselves in a desert place or in a wilderness place, when we find ourselves in a valley of trouble, what is our first response? Is, Lord, get me out of this. Mm-hmm. How fast can I get out of this? How quickly can you remove me from? How quickly can you rescue me? And there's nothing wrong with praying for those things and asking God to rescue you and asking him to to remove, remove you. But the greater question is, what good are you going to bring to my life because of this? What, what source of hope from you, what, what are you showing me about that? Um, we don't want to endure those hard times. And yet this is a great reminder that God has his purposes for do, for putting us in those places, for allowing us to go in those places so that we can have those things from him. Yeah. <clears throat> and and when you're when you're out in the desert and you don't know where you're at, you never know when an oasis or right. this pool of refreshing and restoring is right, right around the next palm tree. Right. And so you just have to stay faithful mm-hmm. and stay trusting. And God. So that was mine. Yep. I like it. Thanks. <laughs> All right, Dan. I thought, I thought Mona was going next. No, she's at, she's at the end of the book. Oh, good gracious. Come on, Mona. <laughs> All right. So I'm in chapter 10 and really focus on um, verses 10 through 13. Yeah, let's go there. Um, when I please, I will discipline them, and nations shall be gathered against them when they are bound up for their double inequity. Ephraim? Am I saying that right? Okay. Um, Was a trained calf that loved to thresh, and I spared her fair neck. But I will put Ephraim to the yoke. Judah must plow. Jacob must harrow or harrow? Harrow. Harrow. I'm learning words today. For himself. (laughs) Sow for yourselves righteousness. Reap steadfast love. Break up your your fallow ground, for it is the time to seek the Lord, that he may come and rain righteousness upon you. You have plowed iniquity. You have reaped injustice. You have eaten the fruit of lies because you have trusted in your own way. And I'll, I'll go ahead and finish it out. Um, and in the multitude of your warriors, therefore the tumult of war shall arise among your people and all your fortresses shall be destroyed. I'm going to stop there because it keeps going for a while. I didn't realize how, how long that kept going. We'll, we'll finish it. Um, no, the the first thing that stuck out to me was right at the, the kickoff of verse 10. When I please. Mm. And one of the things throughout this scripture that that hit me is just how much we've tried to change an unchangeable God. Mm. God's wrath has not changed. Now he he provided a way to to uh satisfy it through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. But this is the same God that we serve today. And so this is just a reminder that God can do what he pleases when he pleases. And we have no say. I love it. Uh, Last week during Goose of Grace, 
Drew, Drew started a statement, then he, he stopped and, and corrected it. And I love the fact that he did that because he said, there's a power struggle. And he said, no, wait, no. With God, there is no power struggle. He has the power we don't. Yeah. And and I think one of the things that we've tried to do to to kind of soften the blow of, of, of communicating with God is to make it seem like he's always got his ear bent to us, not just I mean, he already knows what we need, but he wants to hear it. But but also just to to hear what how we think he should handle things and when we think he should do things. No, God decides at his pleasure when he's going to do things and what he's going to do. In his and, sovereignty. Yeah. Yeah. And so I it was just one of those things where I was like, I love how in this short little phrase, it establishes a lot about who God is and what and the limitlessness of his power. Um and the other part that that really st- stuck out to me, and, and again, this was throughout the entire book, but in verse twelve, where it talks about what we sow, essentially, well, I guess it's more thirteen. Twelve is what we should be doing. Thirteen is what we do, and, and I love um, it says, "Because you have trusted in your own way, we have plowed iniquity; we have reaped injustice." And it essentially it goes back to this idea of us saying. God, you know, you were great when we needed you. Things went well, but so now we're going to take it from here. Yeah. Um, and so throughout this book, I just I just kept getting this picture of, again, being reminded that God's wrath still exists. Oh, yeah. So often we want to just, again, soften the blow and say, well, you know, he forget. Well, he does, and he's right to if we've accepted the the sanctification and the holiness that comes from accepting Jesus Christ. But at the same time, there's still that wrath. It's still there. Always. Because he's still holy. Absolutely, yes. And so, and because, and the only thing that I kept thinking of when you say, you know, when I please, I will discipline them. Because his standard is still his standard. Mm -hmm. And his holiness is still his holiness. And he can never, let's go back to that, he can never act outside of that. Yes. And so... When we are outside of that, he has to act. He has mm-hmm. to discipline us. He has to rebuke us because we are not holy like he is holy. And that's what he desires for us to be, is to be holy like he is holy. And so he has that standard, and that's never changed, and that never will mm-hmm. change. And then also you brought up the sovereignty. and I think the sovereignty is something that I've always said, that you really have to have a good grasp and understanding of the sovereignty of God. And you have to believe it Mm -hmm. because if you don't, then when something like discipline or wilderness comes into your life, then you're just going to think that God is a mean God, Mm -hmm. that God is um, just doing something to make your life miserable and you're not going to understand him. And thus you're not going to understand what is happening in your life. You have to fully understand that G- that God is sovereign, and and He's always working. <clears throat> right. I, I just found it funny that Ephraim is mentioned, one of Joseph's two sons, hmm. that was sort of incorporated into the twelve tribes in a sense. <laughs> Ephraim, remember, was second born, but he was blessed as right. the first born of Joseph. Mm-hmm. That's what I went back and looked at. Mm-hmm. Joseph's like, wait a minute, Dad, you, you <laughs> Dad, mm-hmm. you got you got your hand on the wrong dude <laughs> as your blessing, and he's like, no, I don't. I know what I'm doing, <laughs> but I love this. You, you want to know how to live. Verse 12. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Sow righteousness. Yep. And reap steadfast love. Right. That's what God wants to do. Mm-hmm. He, God doesn't desire to 
I mean, I never wanted to spank my kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, it wasn't something I enjoyed, but it was something I did. Mm-hmm. God doesn't want to discipline us, but it's something he does. Right. It goes back to he's sovereign, he's holy, he's right. righteous. And when we're not, he doesn't let you get away with it. Right. right. If you get away with it, it's because you're not his kid. Yep. That's the only way to look at it. Well, and it's temporary. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things that I kept coming back to when I was reading this is, you know, it is this idea that for a short, short time while you're you're essentially trusting in yourself and turning away from God, if you don't see consequences that minute, you say, oh, I got away with it. Yeah. But there will be a day where that debt will be paid and that wrath will be satisfied. And so the other thing I, I really loved as I was going through this, and, and Mona, you kind of hit on it a little bit too, um, is this idea of like at first, man, that this is this is a strong reaction. Like what? But then as it goes through, it kind of walks you through the thought process of starting to see what God requires of us mm-hmm. and where we're falling short. And the more you see that falling short, you're like, oh, this is an appropriate response. Yeah. This is the only response to have. And and by the way, some people look at it as mean. God's not mean. Right. No. No. I mean. I, I think even in his discipline, and I have really been focused on this a lot. You guys will know this from my preaching and, and on Sunday nights and whatever. It's it's grace because if God was mean, he would just destroy us mm-hmm. or let us destroy ourselves. Right. He, even his moments of discipline are moments of grace mm-hmm. as to what he could do. And so people say, well, God's a God of wrath. Really? He provided skins to cover mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. when they sinned. Right. He could have just said, nah, we're going to try this again and just destroyed them. Mm-hmm. Or I'm just going to, you're on your own. Well, and even throughout here, it says the reason for these things to come upon them is so that they will turn back to God. And so Always. the end result is still grace and mercy. Yeah. Always. Right. All right, Mona. Oh, okay. Um, hey, what are we on time? Hey, we got nine minutes. Say oh, we we're playing lots time. of time. Let's go. So, um, I'm all the way, um, chapter 14, the last, very last verse, um, verse nine, whoever is wise, let him understand these things. Whoever is discerning, let him know them for the ways of the Lord are right and the upright walk in them, but transgressors stumble in them. And I think that, um, the reason that I like that is just because it just reaffirms the reason that we live our life the way that we do, because we live our life following God's word, following his commands, because his ways are right. And when we are upright, we are able to walk in them. And I have a note here that has to be from Hank, <laughs> but it says the very path that causes the righteous to stand causes the wicked to stumble. And we, when you think about that, the transgressors. That is absolutely <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> stole that from somebody. Well, you must have said it in some teaching because it's that's where it's written there. That's a misstatement. Um, but but how true is that? Yeah. Because the the those who are wicked are not able to follow God's commands, are not able to follow His words, and so it does indeed cause them to stumble. But those who are righteous, we are able to do it. Um, we have to allow ourselves to do it and be determined and intentional about doing it. But, um, but it also just reminds me of Psalm one 
which um, says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates night, day and night. And then I'm going to skip down to verse 5. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. And just that throughout the Bible, there is this contrast between the righteous and the wicked. And if we want to live right, righteous just means living rightly before God. And if we want to live rightly before God, it's very easy to open the Bible and find out how to do that. Mm-hmm. And and here's one place. Well, you went to Psalm 1. I went to Proverbs 1, <laughs> 7. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of yes, wisdom. Yes, mm-hmm. right. So you want to know how to be wise, you got to learn about the Lord. <laughs> right. But I think I remember that, and actually I do think I did come up with that, but I based it on Scripture. Mm-hmm. And Luke chapter 2, when Jesus is brought to um, Simeon, what does he say? Um, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and the rising of many. Yeah. Let me say, what does that mean? Well, the same truth that the righteous yes, are, right. are, what does it say, a walk in, mm-hmm. are the same truths that the, the unrighteous mm-hmm. fall over. Right. Yep, and so I'm pretty sure that actually that might have been actually one of mine, and but I but I, because I know where I, I got that from, uh-huh. it's from that statement of he's uh-huh. going to call the rising and the falling of many, right? Because ultimately, your entire eternity, yep, is based on one thing. What'd you do with Jesus? Yes. Now you can you can break down all of Scripture mm-hmm. to that one right. singular question. Yep. What did you do with Jesus? Right. Take out all the works. Take out all the times you go in the church, which I think you should go to church. And there's, that. but when you when you break it all down, right. what'd you do with Jesus? Right. Accept him as Lord and repent of your sins, or turn away from him. Yes, right. That that is eternity. Yep. I mean, we try to make it so hard sometimes. Right, but it's not. But it's not. It's mm-hmm. that. Dan, what you got over here? You're flip, man, we're flipping man, over everywhere. There's just, there's a lot. Um, no, dog. <laughs> well, no, but, but going back um, to uh, to verse 9, chapter 14 there, you know, I, I'm not the brightest man, so I love, I love moments like this. It says, for the ways of the Lord are right. Mm-hmm. In a world where everything's supposedly right. gray and you have your truth, you this cuts through all that yeah. like like a hot knife through butter. Yeah, you want to know what you should do? Follow what the what pleases the Lord. Right. That's it. Yeah. Um. So I love that. No, the other thing. So we've got like we got like three minutes. And I just want to hold something real quick. You were talking about you know through these times where uh the the rough times correction. It, you know it's it's for our good. It still leads to him being merciful. And I. Just the first like three verses of six. Come, let's return to the Lord, <clears throat> for He has told us, torn us, that He may heal us. He has struck us down, and He will bind us up. After two days, He will revive us. On the third day, He will raise us up, that we may live before Him. Let us know. Let us press on to know the Lord. The the two, two things are the one. The one is obvious that you know. Again, it's for our good. Mm-hmm. The second one, that that last part I read, how many of us really do let us press on to know the Lord? Mm-hmm. And again, it speaks to that knowledge like 
if we believe that God's ways are, are the only right way to live, why are we not hungrier for it, for his word, his knowledge? You want me to answer that? Sure. Bunch of stinking lazy Christians. <laughs> you, no, seriously. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, how many people now are willing to put in the effort? We don't yeah. put in the effort to do anything in our life right. anymore. Yeah. Right. Except for stupid video games. <laughs> That was better than I thought. Well, I thought you were doing. No, and, and I don't and look. There's nothing wrong with them. I don't care. But man, I mean, what do we? What do we put effort mm-hmm. into anymore? Right. We have built a society of, and I am gonna get on a soapbox. All right. Of everybody gets a trophy. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to work hard right. because no matter what, you're good enough. I'm good enough. I'm gonna get a trophy for finishing yep. dead stinking last. Right. Yep. Yep. There's a word for that when I grew up. <laughs> Crapola. <laughs> That's just laziness. Yep. If, if there's, and I've said this before, and, and this is coming off the heels of, of when I dealt with my testimony in this, and I told you guys about how I put everything into being a baseball player. Mm-hmm. If I don't put more into my walk with Jesus than I did to be a baseball player, I am failing. Yeah. <coughs> as good as a hellion as I was, my desires would be so much more better a Christian, mm-hmm. and so that's where when you when yeah. we talk about it really, we Paul Paul says the same thing. I press on toward the upward mm-hmm. call of Jesus Christ. That's right. right. And I know you. I just put my hand right in front of it. <laughs> it's okay. But you know what I'm saying. I mean, I, I'm sorry if that offended people. I don't really want to offend you, but so many of us. How many of us? Man, we we're we're reading at Marion. The New Testament in a month, mm-hmm. right? I've challenged people. I, I'm thinking there's like five of us. Because everybody else says, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. No, <coughs> absolutely not. You choose not to do it. Yeah. Because you don't want to put yourself mm-hmm. out. You want to read your one little verse. You, you want to, And you don't even want to go to the Bible for that. I'm just on a roll now. <laughs> Take your box. You want, you want to just have your little, your little calendar where I can flip that sucker over. And I got a verse right there. <laughs> Or I got my little devotional, and it's got a verse right there, preacher. Hank, so I get scripture a day. God only wrote one book. That's right. You ought to read it. Yep. Okay. I agree with that. Dan's that walking around this again. This episode. Of- <laughs> and that concludes <laughs> as the world turns. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, but seriously, all right, give me a last big thought about it. Dan, this should be easy for you. You've been over there. You've been like a weeble wobble over there. So, so one of the other big things, one of the big themes I, that came oh, to we, mind. We I was waiting for the, your thematic. <laughs> thematic. I just had to throw that word in there. Um, no, uh, first of all, I feel like I had to apologize to our listeners. My voice is gone once again. Um, but the, you know, this was not written to America, obviously. There was no America when this right. was written. But, you know, we can learn so much from this. It's a uh, well. We don't have we have idols. Mm-hmm. Oh they may God. look different. Right. They may be in different shapes, but we have idols. Right. And, and so the recurring thing came is, you know, we keep asking for blessings, bless our country, bless. But what we're not willing to do is just turn and say, God, I'm yours. You own this life. You are God Almighty. People try to say all the time, well, you know, you just can't A plus B and get the blessings. Technically, you can't. 
if only there was there was a, a work of, of writing that would show us how to do this. I mean, this if thing, you, you know? just would repent and live for him, I promise you, right? if, yeah. if God does not bless when you live right, mm-hmm. he's outside of his character. Yeah. Right. And that's a New Testament principle, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I used to say that, you know, but, you know, you just got to look. I'm just telling you, if you live righteous, yeah. God's going to bless you. Right. And by the way, I could just throw this in there, too. I don't care what the economy's like. God can bless you in the midst of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. It doesn't matter what else the world doing. In the midst of it, God can pour his blessing out mm-hmm. on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you want a biblical example? I feel like I should say yes. <laughs> Noah. I mean, what does the scripture literally say? No one sought the Lord. <laughs> right, except him. Except him. Yep. And God built him in art. In the middle of that paganism. Uh-huh. And evil. Yep. He blessed one dude. I'm not speaking again. Every time I say something, he, he gets riled up. So it's your go now. It means you're doing good now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did cut you off. I'm sorry. No, you're that's all I had. That's that was it. So those verses in chapter six that Dan brought up were the verses that I was um at first gonna go to. Mm-hmm. And the reason is is because those two phrases that were he has torn us that he may heal us mm-hmm. and he has struck us down and he will bind us up. And I just feel like that just speaks to the goodness of God. And it speaks to his heart for us that his heart is not for I don't know what he's doing. Now you got him riled up. Way to go. I don't know why. His heart for us is not to um, tear us down. His heart for us is not to break us. But it may be necessary for Mm -hmm. that to happen before he can heal us and before he can bind us up. Read that again. What? What you just read. He has torn us that he may heal us. So that's what he wants. Right. Sometimes he just rips the Band-Aid off. Right. Matter of fact, sometimes he does a slashing because that's where the sin is. Mm-hmm. It's just, and he's like, you're never going to deal with it. It's like a, a boil. You just got to lance that sucker every once in a while. I was just thinking, it's like when they have to break a bone to reset it. Yeah. You know, it's, he, it's not out of anger or right, wrath right, right. or any, it's out of love. Yeah, it may hurt for a while and it will. Yep. But. Be thankful for it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he loves you. Those whom he loves, he chastens. Yep. And I just want to speak to the one out there that that is as listening, and they are in the wilderness right now. We all need go-to verses. Yeah, this is what I get out of this too. Mm-hmm. We all you need go-to verses when you're dealing with something. Mm-hmm. And when I am in in the wilderness in the desert. In the dry times, mm-hmm. I go to Hosea. That's yep. one of the places I go. I have three or four places, but it's one of them to be reminded. Yeah. Because let's be honest, we all need to be reminded right. at times Absolutely. of God's goodness and grace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be that person. Oh, no matter what I'm going through, I just <laughs> love Jesus. I just am. Give me a break. Now, there are sometimes you're going, I don't understand this, God. Yeah. And you get mad. Yep. People go, I know I shouldn't question God. Well, David did. Mm-hmm. Never questioned who God was right. or God's sovereignty, but is was like, I mean, go read them. God, what? What are you doing? Are you doing yeah. here? Mm-hmm. I am not getting it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is nothing wrong. I mean, Mary did the same way. Yo, God, 
I've never been with a right. dude. How <laughs> How's this going to happen? It's an understandable reaction, yeah. Zechariah, <laughs> yeah, well, Zechariah said, ain't no way that's happening. I'm right. too old. He questioned God's ability. Right. Yes. Right. Mary's like, what? How? Mm-hmm. I've been to biology. <laughs> The math's not enough. Yeah, that's not how the birds and the bees work. <laughs> so anyway, so and so my thought is is stay. Yeah, it, it really ties in well with that last to press mm-hmm. yep. to press on. Man, sometimes anybody ever tells you that Christianity is easy? That's mm. not true. Man, it's hard at times, but those times of refreshing mm-hmm. and restoring, mm-hmm. yep, there's nothing like them. Am I right? You're right. Yep. Or am I right? You're right. Okay. Dan, close us, man. In All right. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much um, for for your word, your word that, that reminds us that you will sustain us and, and that those times that are hard are necessary so that we can draw close to you and be be made holy by you, Heavenly Father. And so we just we pray that in those moments we would be reminded to not – pull away or try to rush out, but to just lean in and try to hear your voice and, and your will for those times. And Heavenly Father, we just pray that this time in your word has uh, not only been beneficial for us, but that it would lead others to draw close to you and to be in your word. You you have given us this gift of your word that we so often treat as, as an obligation or a weight when it really is is just a life-giving outpouring of your love so we thank you for that lord jesus and we do these things in your name amen 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 hey my name is hank meadows i'm lead pastor married by the church got my home slice miss mona hey hey you have a man over there old jack o'lantern <laughs> one day i will sound human again i'm just letting I you know it'll happen so. hey, god bless you guys bye y'all 14 weeks till i don't know when uh.